Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A good friend of ours of this program who wrote an op-ed which was published in the UK Spectator on September the 12th. And the headline of the op-ed is How the Queen Helped to Fix Germany. She understood the importance of reconciliation. The op-ed begins this way. The Brandenburg Gate has often reflected the state of the German nation. Throughout the centuries, Berlin's iconic landmark has been a symbol of victory, defeat, unity, division, and restoration. It's even reflected Germany's energy crisis is no longer lit to save electricity. But on Friday night, it shone brightly once more in red, white, and blue as Germany mourns the death of Queen Elizabeth II. This is much more than a gesture of condolence. Here's a quote, expressing our sympathy and our mourning by lighting the symbol of our city and our country in the colors of the Union Jack to honor Queen Elizabeth II fully represents the sentiments of the people of Berlin, said Mayor Francisca Giffey. It was, quote, the power of her great personality that has always fascinated us Berliners. Katja Hoyer joins us, German-British historian and journalist, visiting research fellow at King's College in London. And her book, Blood and Iron, The Rise and Fall of the German Empire, has been very well received. Katja, thank you very much for taking the time. How are you? I'm very well, Roy. It's good to be back. What's your view of Queen Elizabeth? I'll ask you as a historian and a journalist and someone who grew up in what was East Germany. Uh, yes, I was quite surprised when, I mean, I, I live in um, England now, not too far away from London, and I was actually quite surprised how much the news sort of hit me when, you know, it first emerged that the Queen wasn't well um, and, and then the news of her death broke. Um, I, I felt that quite, you know, personally, um, and I was surprised by that, as I think many other people were uh, too. Um, so just from a personal point of view, you know, she she was a, obviously a historical figure and, and, and a, you know, political figure to a, to a large extent as well. But I think this, this loss is felt very personally by, by a lot of people. You know, I found it fascinating that you would write about how the Queen helped to fix Germany. And I began uh, with referencing, of course, your article with what took place at the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin on the death of the Queen. Can you expand on that a little bit for us? Because as I read further, and I don't want to give anything away here, I'll leave that to you. But she drove through the Brandenburg Gate with Prince Philip in 2015, which, as you write, was impossible the first time she visited Berlin in 1965. Yes, and I think this is one of the uh, reasons why she is so um, kind of looked up to by Germans as well as is that she was a, a constant. She was there when Germany changed so many times, you know, in the in the kind of period that she was queen. So when they first 
um, came to Berlin, Prince Philip and, and Queen Elizabeth II in, in 1965. The, the Berlin Wall had only just been built sort of four years earlier. Um, and, you know, the, this marked a huge change, obviously, in the city. Berliners couldn't get from one part of the city to the other anymore. It split families and friends and people off from their workplaces. Um, and they managed, I think, to uh, kind of very gracefully give people hope in that situation in that they visited West Berlin but drove all the way up to the Brandenburg Gate, which uh, stood on the eastern side, and, and you basically had the wall right behind it, and, and people could see um, the, the royal family from the other side. Um, people also in, in East Germany watched um, the, the visit on television. Most people were able to get West German television um, and kind of followed the proceedings and got very excited. And I think as a, as a diplomatic and political figure, you're doing something right if people <laughs> sort of on both sides of the Iron Curtain cheer your your visit. And Absolutely. the fact that, you know, she, she then kept coming back and she visited Berlin seven times, you know, and in that time, Berlin was sort of split, reunited um, and, and changed um, completely. So anybody who's been to Berlin, uh, say, you know, throughout those times as well, would have seen what a what a huge transformation the city has undergone. And yet the Queen was there as a, as a sort of constant uh, throughout. Is that uh, largely, um, or at least in in significant? I mean, that's two words. In significant uh, um, part, the the role she played in uh, in in uh, restoring, if you will, um, the German spirit, or creating the the link, the the restoration. I'm, I'm not finding the right word here, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, I mean, it's, I think especially in the, you know, given the tension of the of the Cold War, on top of the sort of trauma and shame that Germany still felt from the from the Second World War, she was a, a huge figure to sort of reach out to Germans and and you know kind of try and and build a, a sense of reconciliation of of West Germany certainly with with the rest of the, the Western world. Um, so when she visited in 1965, it wasn't just to West Berlin, but actually it was a whole 11 day tour um, of West Germany where, where she traveled, traveled thousands of kilometers, visited a lot of places and everywhere she went, you know, people were sort of cheering her. And, and that was the first, this is 20 years after the second world war ended. And it's the first sort of sense that, um, well, not the first necessarily, but it certainly was a, a milestone in the in the way that West Germany felt like there was a way out of this kind of deep, deep sense of crisis and shame that the Second World War had um, inflicted. Well, not inflicted, the country did it itself. But in terms of Germany getting out of that hole, um, the Queen did a lot, I think, to um, to help and, and reach out. You know, Katja, as you were speaking, I was just thinking uh, of any other figure, uh, politically or historically significant figure of, of the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years who may still be alive, if how many people could, in fact, evoke the response that Queen Elizabeth um, and her passing evoked, the, the strong personal feelings, the national feelings, the international response? I wonder, uh, but let me ask you this. Do you think that the idea of the monarchy is fading Globally, as a historian, do you have a sense that monarchy, as in really ruling a country and people, is increasingly a reality of the past? 
Uh, well, I think in the sense that they have actual political power, um, I think that was realised by the Queen and, and indeed by monarchs before her, that they have to step out of that sort of political role and, and become largely, um, you know, sort of ceremonial as a, as a head of state. Um, and because of that, I think this was what, what enabled them to stay in that position. But just her sheer power as a, you know, as a diplomat. I mean, this this is literally what they get trained to do when you see the royal family out and about, whether that's talking to foreign, uh, you know, um, dignitaries or, or to kind of people um, in the country. It's just the, the way that they're able to interact with people because they've done kind of literally nothing else with their, you know, in their lives other than that being their, their role. Uh, it seems to me is incredibly effective. So you hear this time and again, people saying they had a, you know, 20 second conversation with, with one of the royals and felt like, they were listening to them. They were taken seriously. They were asked kind of genuine questions. So that alone, and then when you look at you know the, the passing of the queen, the response that she that that's had, you know, you get a range of sort of Putin, you know, Xi Jinping, uh, Cuba, uh, kind of you know saying saying nice things about the queen, putting their mast their 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 flags on half mast, and and that's quite remarkable when you get that kind of range of people. Um, having that stronger uh, kind of response and also the way that people, even Republicans or people that want to sort of change their, their countries or even in Britain as well uh, to a republic, um, the, the amount of respect that even people uh, who are opposed to the monarchy have basically paid the Queen personally, I think is quite telling. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.